I will. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <God damn> it. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls Podcast. I am Alan, and joined by a man who knows the crooked walk of a man when his back has been injured, Ski. <laughs> Hello. And a thalatalist. that would be me with the crooked back yeah exactly Um, now I did have a different opening that I was considering I I thought about introducing you to as a a cute guy in a jag and a dork in a duster but I wasn't (laughs) sure who'd be the who'd have the jag and who'd have the duster so but uh, today we are going to be going over season six depends what year the duster is Uh, did you have a duster at one point no but some of the older ones were very nice oh that's true uh, right, actually, I don't know if that's true. I trust you. <laughs> They're kind of like muscle cars. Oh, okay. Then they kind of got whisked out in the 70s, 80s, or uh, the 80s, I guess. 80s, 90s. I'm not a car guy. Uh, I mean, I, I you know can appreciate a, a good-looking car or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's never been something that has been a passion of mine by any means. Like, I can't imagine spending my retirement time, you know, uh, fixing up old vehicles or anything like that. So. Mm-hmm. I can imagine you doing that. Didn't you think about tricking out a Honda at some point? It's just so expensive. I just don't have that kind of extra cash. Mm. But yeah, I did have a uh, actually one of my uh, uh, classes for college. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were supposed to learn some stuff about. It was pimp my ride. It was yeah. One on one. Yeah. Dot edu. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we were supposed to do some kind of like analysis and uh, like. Uh, it was a relatively basic type class. I think we were learning stuff for maybe just MS Office. Mm-hmm. But it was like upper level stuff like to learn. Like access databases? A little bit. Yeah, it had a, a good variety of things. But bottom line, the, the final project, you were supposed to combine all the different uh, mm-hmm. you know pro- programs into a, a PowerPoint and do uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, like you've got yeah, all yeah, the data yeah. you've collected from uh-huh. various things. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think what I ended up doing my project on was a uh, cost analysis of uh, upgrading a Honda Civic to a V12 engine <laughs> or ah, something. Okay. <laughs> and like tearing up the uh, back seat and put it in a mid-engine car. Mm. <laughs> but, what, uh, do you have any recollection of what the cost would have been to do such a project? I think I ultimately downsized it to a V8, mm. like, a, like a tricked-out V8 engine. And it was still like ten grand for just the engine. Yeah. Plus, that doesn't incorporate any of the other upgrades you'd have to do yeah, to make it compatible and like uh, all the other like higher grade materials you have to add to make it even functional. I'd say I could imagine you doing that in retirement, but I don't imagine you living for retirement. <laughs> I just imagine. And not that I think you'll die young. I just think you'll work old. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. Anyway, today we're going over a season six, episode eight. How do you solve a problem like Sophia? Nice. <laughs> Brent's going to be doing our recap today as we continue this merry-go-round of recapping. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, it is did, merry indeed. Mm-hmm. Did you catch the the reference? Oh yeah, yeah. Maria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, so yeah, it'd be a normal format. Otherwise, you know, going over our uh, favorite lines as we come to them. Uh, naming our MVPs at the end. We'll see if Brent uh, gives a worthwhile MVP or just a throwaway again. Uh, <laughs> you put your place your bets now. <laughs> um, memory of Chabon. <laughs> Are you listening, and, Vegas? Yeah. And uh, and of course we'll be giving it our score out of eight slices of cheesecake, continuing our you know yeoman's work of determining the best <laughs> episode <laughs> of the series. Very nice. <laughs> so with that, I will uh, hand.
off to you, Brent, to begin our recap. Cool. <laughs> so season six, episode eight, debuted on November 10th, 1990. It was directed by Matthew, don't call him Terry Hughes. What, what was the date? Uh, November 10th, 1990. It was written by uh, Mark Cherry and Jamie Wooten. So uh, we had eight birthdays of note on oh. November 10th. All right. Uh, 1928, we had Hateful Eight composer Ennio Morricone was born. Okay. 1947, uh, one of my top three favorite members of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, Greg Lake, oh. was born. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, is there anybody that's a member of that band in the background that you're a fan of? You no, know, like, okay. I don't know anybody is. <laughs> All I know is Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Okay. <laughs> do, do, you, do you think you could rank them if you had to? Uh, well, I said, you know, Greg Lake was first. Um, uh, Greg Emerson would be in second place. And Arnold Palmer would be third. <laughs> Arnold Palmer. Because <laughs> <laughs> that iced tea that he makes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 1950, uh, the producer of Halloween, Escape from New York, Clue, Adventures in Babysitting, and Big Top Pee Wee, Deborah Hill was born. Mm-hmm. In 1956, comedian, actor, and star of Shazam, Sinbad, was oh. born. <laughs> 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 that was a good callback. Yeah. <laughs> that came up earlier. And I was like, sometimes the Lord smiles on me. <laughs> You're just thinking, man, that's going to pay off later. Exactly. Because the joke is it's not a thing. Like, like Shazam is not a movie. <laughs> well, Shazam is a movie. It's just not a movie with Sinbad, right? No, it's... well. So, <laughs> yes, there is a movie called Shazam, right? But it's not the one that like people like. So, <laughs> well, that was a really esoteric joke. <laughs> so, Shaq okay. had Kazam, Kazam right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Sinbad dressed as a genie for some award show or something like that. Oh, okay. And like, but like the image circulated online. And people thought it was a movie he made called Shazam. Ah, okay. And so, like, there's this huge section of the internet who swears that, you know, they watch Shazam on VHS after school every day in the <laughs> 90s. And, like, people are talking about it. It's like, oh, we did the same thing. We mm-hmm. rented it so many times. And then, and then somebody had it to point out. It becomes a cognitive dissonance thing. Exactly. Like, and then somebody the pointed out. Thing, it's like, like, none of you ever did this because that's not a real not, thing. Uh, <laughs> that is oh, a great. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I was not no, aware aware of this situation, but yeah. now hearing it, it's wonderful. Yeah. So, so anyway. the expanded uh, explanation is much better. Thank you, thank you. Uh, in nineteen seventy one, uh, Walter Goggins, the best actor in Justified, no disrespect to Timothy Oliphant, was born. Uh, in nineteen seventy seven, uh, Brittany Murphy, star of Sin City and King of the Hill, was born. Uh, do you know what my favorite performance of hers was? Uh, Sin City. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh wait, I'll no. I'll uh, never tell. Yeah. Is that a movie? <laughs> it's what she said in that stupid Michael Douglas movie. Uh, She's like, I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it at all. You don't remember that at all? No, I don't it even was know. Like, don't what movie tell was a soul, maybe the movie was called. Oh, okay. And, like she was a crazy lady and he was her psychologist and he was always asking about the killing and she was like, I'll never tell. <laughs> you don't know, remember, no, that. remember that at all. Okay. Here's the thing. I think I even watched that movie with you and Sherry. I don't think so, but I think you watched A Girl Interrupted with us or something. I think Brittany Murphy was in that in a Insane Asylum as well. Maybe. No, that was like Winona Ryder and Angelina Jolie. Yeah, but I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. 
1989. No joke's better than the one you have to explain. <laughs> See, I was going to... That's regret- how we get these things to an hour. Exactly. <laughs> well, I was regretting not saying that after the Sinbad joke. Oh. <laughs> and then, sure enough, the opportunity came back around. The universe smiled on you, too. Yeah. 1989, star of Kingsman, Taron Egerton, was born. And 1994, Zombieland 2 actress and daughter of Leah Thompson, Zoe Deutsch, was born. Okay. So, recap, uh, part one. That's a lot of birthdays for people that I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brittany Murphy I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Sinbad. Sinbad. Yeah, you know Sinbad. Yeah, Brittany Murphy and Sinbad. But the other six, I don't know offhand if they were You people. don't know Walter Goggins? Oh, okay, so three of, three of eight then. You've never seen Clue? Or a lot of them I've seen, seen but okay. I just don't, don't know the actors by name. Gotcha. So, or the composer by name. So as the episode starts with Rose in the kitchen and the distraught Blanche announcing that she's been in a car accident, mm-hmm. the wrinkle is that she was in Rose's car at the time. Blanche says it's Rose's own fault for leaving her keys on the table. She's told her a thousand times that it'd be put in the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy returns. Silly Rose. Yeah. So Dorothy returns home and informs us that her and Sophia were at a funeral. Uh, Agnes, Sophia's latest best friend, has died, much like every other best friend this show. She needs a best friend that's a bit young. Exactly. <laughs> like, obviously, Sophia's going strong. She doesn't need to be getting another 80-plus-year-old best friend. She needs someone <laughs> in her 60s. Exactly. Same reason why she shouldn't have a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so Dorothy says that Sophia is so distraught she's sitting in the hot car to take her mind off her grief. Apparently, being someplace that's hotter than hell inspires Sophia to become a nun. Well, they do uh, live in Miami. Yeah. And they all wear layers. Yes. Hopefully, they, hopefully she cracked the window for her. <laughs> then she has to go back out and roll them up. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing that. So Dorothy doesn't offer up that maybe it'd be easier to just pretend to be one, much like her brother Angela did a few seasons back. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't think about that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> we already had a fake member of the clergy in the family. Exactly. Anything to add in the opening? It's, I don't think so. I don't think there was any particular lines that I at least particularly remembered uh, standing out in that opening part portion that you've gone over so far. Yeah. I think that she asked how the the funeral was, and she's like, "Was a barn burner or something?" A humdinger. Or, a humdinger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now I also thought they about said she, they closed the place. Yeah. Um, we uh, we we see Sophia later on in a uh, nun's outfit, mm-hmm. and so that's three out of four that we've seen of the gold girls we've seen in nuns' outfits. Mm-hmm. Now, have you when she came in? Have you gotten to the point where she's come in and announced things yet about God speaking to her? Yes. Okay, so then there was one other line that I wanted to mention. I did think it was funny when she said God spoke to her, and someone replies, God sp- I think it was Blanche, said, God spoke to you? You haven't been eating chili dogs again, have you? Yeah. I thought that was a funny line. Is this the point where she's questioning her? And... God, at that point, she thought God whistled to her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Is this, I, mean, I don't want to get ahead of it or anything, but... Uh... Is this the point where uh, Blanche is like, or not Blanche, but Dorothy is asking her, you know, a variety of things, and mm-hmm. she's like, yep, God said you'd say that too. Yep, yep that as well. Three for three. Yep. <laughs> so I think that I might have missed uh, a couple things as you went through that recap. I think I was looking at something else or thinking of something else for a moment anyway. Um, but there was another line that I really liked too. Because she asked, I think she had, now has she at this point justified why she wants to become a nun, saying that she has always felt that calling. Yeah, she'd done everything. Okay, all right. So I'm just <laughs> I'm catching up now just to make sure that I do mention the things I wanted to mention. Because yeah. I did love the line where she says that uh, the reason she didn't was that she felt uh, soiled, uh, filthy, dirty, you know, in love. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was a solid <laughs> Sophia line as well. Um, 
Yeah, okay. At this point, I feel confident okay. <laughs> that I have now discussed <laughs> all the lines that I enjoyed in that first We're all up to that opening scene. Yep. Cool. All right. Let's take a little interstitial for all right. Florida Man, November oh. 10th edition. I miss nice. Florida Man. Yeah. So, uh, Florida Man steals alligator from golf course, tries, quote, teaching it a lesson, end quote, <laughs> by throwing it on roof of bar. Ah. <laughs> so, that's, how do you do that? So a Florida man told police officers he was, quote, teaching it a lesson, end quote, when he tried to throw a live alligator he had stolen from a miniature golf course onto the roof of a beachside cocktail lounge. <laughs> uh, 32-year-old uh, man. Did it say uh, how big the alligator was? No, they don't give dimensions. Yeah. And would it really be stealing? Was he property of the golf course or whatever, the mini? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the mini golf course had live alligators as part of their... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So... Uh, he was arrested by Daytona Beach um, police. They spotted him attempting to throw the gator onto the roof of the cocktail <laughs> lounge. They saw the man take the alligator by its tail, hit it against the awning of the building, throw it to the ground, and stomp on it twice oh, before throwing man. it up there. The uh, man was uh, taken into custody and charged with possession and injury of an alligator, unarmed burglary of an occupi- occupied dwelling, theft, and criminal mischief. Wow. And I feel like that, I know that you are always. Uh, conscientious about the stories you choose for uh-huh. Florida Man. That one did take a dark turn with the smacking the alligator against the awning and stomping on it And twice. I went back and forth, but like it's not like a domestic pet, so right. I think I was a little more okay, You're okay with, with like abusing it's an wild alli- animals. No, I mean, it's an alligator. I think it would kill back, you right? and everyone you care about if it had a chance. This man was a hero. This could have been the he alligator. took my that, hand. Yeah, exactly. So could've I took his eyes. Mm-hmm. Took Chubb's hand or <laughs> ate that boy at Disney or yeah, we be. don't know. So let me uh, yeah let me ask you this. And I, I don't think you mentioned. So the guy was going to teach it a lesson. Yeah. What was it at the fence? Oh, he was being a gator. <laughs> Here's for being a gator. <laughs> Probably just being ornery. Yeah. You know, you ate my golf ball earlier. He, he didn't realize that it's ornery because it has all them teeth in their <laughs> toothbrush. <laughs> How deep can we go with the uh, Adam Sandler <laughs> like references? That is impressive to get two Adam Sandler references into one story. <laughs> like, that one just came to me. Well, that was pretty good. All right, and then uh, so we also got a. Uh, well, <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading you the actual headline here. Okay. okay. Florida man accused of driving around naked with electronic device attached to what? <laughs> <laughs> a little what with a question mark at the end of the headline. Which I was like, ooh, that caught my eye. Yeah. So a man was arrested on, uh, after police say he was caught driving around naked with an electronic device attached to his penis. Ah. Uh, Boynton Beach police responded to an orange drive where an alarmed resident reported being propositioned by a naked man who was driving slowly through the neighborhood. Uh, the suspect, later identified as a uh, 56-year-old Kurt Jenkins, reportedly drove by the victim and gestured for the victim to look at his groin. Mm. And, of course, they did. <laughs> and the victim noticed the electronic device with wires attached to his penis, and they called the cops. And the cops arrive, and Jenkins refused to comply with their demands, forcing them to tackle him to the ground. Ah. Uh, Jenkins was arrested being charged with lewd and lascivious exhibition, exposure of sexual organs, and resisting a law enforcement officer without violence. Ah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess if you're like, nope, maybe it's a, then you're resisting. Maybe it's a lesser charge, yeah, nice. instead of like attacking the cop, I'm sure. I'm not sure what the voltage was up to. <laughs> <laughs> For all we know, this was a saw-type scenario. 
This guy could have been being tortured by a. Uh, Did you know, get that though? What's that? Did you get what he was made a pun on? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I thought. <laughs> See, um, like I said, a lesser charge. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. okay yeah, well, I got it. Sorry. I was, the way you look at me just now, I'm like. You didn't think college is funny. I was in the middle of trying to also make my own joke, so. Please go ahead. No, it's done now. <laughs> Sorry, the way you looked at me, I was like, what? <laughs> you looked at me like, that was gold. And you didn't acknowledge the gold? Are you okay? <laughs> he's having a stroke. He's like, the charge. He just... he's, he's equating the charge to the electrical charge of the thing attached to his penis. <laughs> I mean, it was the, the incredulity that you looked at me with. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we were both flashing each other uh, looks that were confusing. Yeah, could be. I was like, I was like, yeah, I got it. I'm still trying to tell my fucking joke. <laughs> now I've forgotten my joke, which probably wasn't. It certainly wouldn't be as funny to Brent as his own joke, and apparently it wouldn't be as funny to you either, since you're giving me the third degree about not <laughs> potentially getting his electricity-based joke. <laughs> I think it turned out much better than yeah, we... Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> it was a solid joke. Don't get me wrong. It was a good joke. And I'm sorry that I didn't give it at least a cursory <laughs> chuckle. At least you could have been like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think the rest going to die. <laughs> I think he thinks it's funnier the fact that you were so <laughs> shocked by my lack of reaction. Shocked, you say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that another one of those yes. electrical-based jokes? <laughs> well, I don't know what I was going to say about it, but I'm sure it wasn't as funny as what you said about it, at least not to the other people around this table. <laughs> I feel like that last couple minutes is going to be like a classic Bob and Tom, like just laugh fest. Right. <laughs> On our clip show. Yeah. Uh, so Rosa announces that she spent 30 minutes with her insurance company and the man Blanche Pegg was suing. Uh, Blanche said uh, he's faking, that they've nothing to worry about. Uh, Sister Claire stops by to give Sophia the second part of her interview. This includes the psychological profile, and upon hearing about the ink blots, Sophia makes a really, really funny joke about how they were a 1950s musical group. Mm. I just love that yeah, joke. Yeah, that was a solid joke. Uh, so next we find out that Rose's insurance company is canceling her policy. Uh, Blanche says that she'll let Rose photograph her and the car crash victim in compromising positions. That'll prove she's a faker. Uh, Rose is on board with becoming an amateur pornographer, which is very progressive <laughs> of her. Uh, do what you well, she do. said she wouldn't go all the way. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> It'd just uh, be softcore. Yeah. <laughs> so we transition to Sophia and Dorothy saying their goodbyes before Sophia leaves for the convent. Uh, there's a honking from outside, and Sophia says goodbye to the other Goldens. The car honks again, and Sophia says that nuns don't keep well in a hot car. So maybe she was testing her own aptitude at the start of the episode when she stayed in one. Could be. And then we transition to Blanche and the car crash victim returning home from a date. Uh, she attempts to seduce him, but he's committed to the bit. Respect. Yeah. Anything else to add? Oh, that yeah, section? I definitely had a lot of things uh, during that. Number one, like this isn't a line or anything, but it is just the fact that... Uh, how the fuck does this insurance work that she has that Rose would be liable for someone else driving her car 
for that person's injury. Like, I don't think that that's at all how I that... I don't think that's how it works either. Not to mention the fact that, like, <laughs> contrived for the she show. didn't even loan her car to Blanche. Blanche <laughs> literally took the car without her permission, well, so she... in no way would Rose be liable unless... I wonder if Lo- Rose would have to... Uh... Regis- yeah, register is stolen. Well, probably, possibly. But I would say, the, to me, the only way that Rose would be liable for mm-hmm. it would be if the car had some sort of mechanical defect that she knew about but hadn't gotten fixed. Like, yeah. say, that the brakes were bad on it and she let Blanche use it. Mm-hmm. Or even if she didn't let Blanche use it intentionally, then you could still argue some liability for negligence. But, but yeah, I think, it, I think it would fall to the driver. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and to the insurance company to yeah. deal with it, not to that person's... You know, I, I mean, I guess they can go. Well, after they could probably cancel her after the fact, but they would sure. still have to cover the damages, right? Yeah, so uh, unless she's got a really cut rate insurance that says, "Yeah, look, we're just here for minimal liability." <laughs> right. Um, we'll cover. We'll say eight hundred dollars of the damage. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that that uh, overall, um, I, I like this episode. We'll get to that at the end, but that just that one aspect of what's the word. Um, Oh, uh, suspension of belief. Almost. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the one part where I was like, ah, that's that doesn't sit well. Bridge with me. too far there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but other than that, you know, that that was the only issue I had as far as that, which I guess would be the B line of, yeah. or the B story here. Yeah. Um, there were a couple things that I did think were funny lines in that that portion that you talked about mm-hmm. when when Blanche was suggesting the idea of finding somebody to put him in a compromising position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the name of the person, but Rose named someone down the street, and she's mm-hmm. like, I mean, she's something of a dog, but she'll do it with anybody. Mm-hmm. And then Blanche is like, I'm talking about me. And she's like, oh, yeah, you will too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good line. Well, later then Blanche gets the guy home, and uh, he's he's kind of bobbling. And like, well, my doctor, I mean, uh, my lawyer, I mean, doctor, uh, uh, they, I met him at the same mall. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and I think, and this was something I, I think I'd started to talk about on an episode a couple back. I got it confused, but when Rose was saying something about a call that she had gotten, mm-hmm. and they were going back and forth about, you know, what was wrong with the phone, like that she forgot to dial first, or mm-hmm. that she was holding it upside down. That actually I thought was a fairly funny back and forth um, mm-hmm. on that one. And then there was one other little line, and this one wasn't, it wasn't great, but I enjoyed it where. Blanche was talking about the decision of Sophia to become a nun uh-huh. and how she just couldn't do it. And she's like, nun, it's right there in the name. Yeah, yeah. The name a, says it all. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think that, that covers what I uh, particularly stood out to me on that scene. That you Did, did you have that portion uh, written down where it's like, she said I was on the phone and they're like, did you forget to dial? Did yeah. you? <laughs> did you? Yes. Have it upside down. Was it the TV remote? She's, and she's <laughs> like, the TV has a remote? Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was a solid bit, but I did not write the, all I the specifics not. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, you can go on to the next portion of your recap then. Okay. Or interstitial if you have one. I do. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Florida Man, November 10th edition, part two. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Exactly. <laughs> the first one. What? <laughs> <laughs> we got naked Florida Man breaks into home, tries on women's clothes. <laughs> A naked man was arrested on allegations of entering a woman's new Smyrna Beach home and trying <laughs> on her clothes, according to a charging affidavit. Uh, Joseph Aglia, age 40, was arrested on a charge of burglary. Mm-hmm. So according to the new Smyrna Beach police, the woman said she observed a naked man enter her house through the garage. She said he was acting strangely and entered her bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, acting totally, totally chill. Exactly. Like, yeah. 
Maybe I'll hold off on calling the cops. Exactly. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> exactly. A uh, woman said she didn't know the man and was scared that he was going to harm her. Um, he went through some of her clothing and put some on, and she just went next door and got her son, who lives next door. Oh. Uh, son banged on, um, you know, the, I'm sorry, the man, banged, the naked man, banged on the son's window, you know, okay. before rolling around on the man's lawn naked. Then um, officers arrived, and he was arrested and taken to jail. Uh Police said they were unable to interview Vagliga because he was intoxicated. Ah. <laughs> so, kind of buried the lead on that one. Right. Well, yeah, because it definitely has made it sound like the primary situation exactly. going on was the nakedness. Exactly. It should have said an intoxicated naked man. Exactly. <laughs> well, and he was just trying to get some clothes on. He didn't want to be naked this whole time. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, it's against the law to be walking around with my <laughs> willy out. He didn't want to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Exactly. Just wanted to cover his shame. And if he wasn't acting so oddly, <laughs> you never know. Maybe he and the woman could have had a nice conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. She's been celibate for 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then um, we've also got naked Florida man with uh-huh. machete accused of trying to steal another man's clothes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so a naked Florida man who was armed with machete when he allegedly tried to steal another man's clothes was arrested Monday morning at the Deland Gas Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly before 10 a.m., deputies arrived to an area near the Volusia County Fairgrounds after a surveyor working in the area said the suspect, later identified as Brandon Wright, was picking palmetto berries in the woods. Ah. <laughs> it suddenly <laughs> approached him with a large machete-style <laughs> knife and demanded his clothes, wallet, and phone. Okay, So the surveyor begins to comply with Wright's demands, and then Wright just threw the machete at him, along with, yeah! and then he chased it with a handful of palmetto berries before taking off into the brush and then into his white Dodge Challenger. Uh, deputies said that the handle of the machete bounced off the surveyor's chest, uh, leaving him uninjured. But moments could have later, gone really bad. Yeah, I mean, could have got a bear in the eye, too. Uh, moments later, Wright's vehicle passed a license plate reader, um, and soon after, law enforcement received a report of a naked man outside a gas station, okay, from a chopper, probably the same one that mm. Dorothy and Stan were spotted by. Law enforcement spotted Wright from the air and gave updates on his location, and you know, according to the transcripts, he is naked, yelling at the people in the parking lot, very animated. A person in the chopper could be heard saying on the video, um... The chopper video showed Wright walking off from the gas station in nearby traffic. Quote, he's now walking into traffic in the middle of traffic, yelling at people, the person in the chopper said. White later returned to the gas station, appearing to do push-ups at the entrance ah. before he laid on the ground for officers and was arrested. <laughs> so Wright was taken to the county jail on charges of attempted robbery with a deadly weapon, aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. In August of 2021, Wright was involved in a similar incident when he ran around naked in the same area. Oh. <laughs> so, so you've given three Florida or four Florida man stories so far, three of which involved a naked man. <laughs> exactly. Boy, November 10th is just like a national or I don't know statewide naked day in Florida or something like that. <laughs> exactly. It's a, a holiday down there. <laughs> right. Naked have November. You, have you ever seen a naked person in public? Yeah. When when. What was your experience of seeing a naked person in public? Um, so this would have been in 1997-ish. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I was working for uh, Bank One, and you know the 
you know, probably don't remember, but across the street from where Market Square Arena used to be. Mm -hmm. Market Square Arena was still there at the time. Okay. That I was in the building across the street from it. Okay. I don't remember the building specifically, but I remember Market Square Arena. Yeah. Um, and then there was a parking garage um, across the street from us. So, which, because Market Square Arena was so big, it was also across from it, mm. you know. Um, so, anyways, there was a naked dude walking around on top of the parking garage, oh. like on the, uh, the concrete rail or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. And I remember, because there was a song, um, Won't Nobody Help a Naked Man, ah. you know, and I just remember, <laughs> you, know, you know, just kind of singing the song to myself as I watched it all unfold. <laughs> and I was just like, and so I, I later, I told my sister the next time I saw her, because I knew she was a fan of that song mm. as well. And she was just, you know, amazed that I finally had like an opportunity to bust it out in right. real life. <laughs> We were downtown for quite a few years. I'm kind of surprised we didn't see more craziness at night. Yeah, I mean, I definitely never saw any any nakedness that I can recall. Um, like we were in um, San Francisco once, and we went to a street fair, and it was um like the theme or charity or whatever was um uh you know uh, psychedelic tropic whatever you know. Oh, okay yeah mainly drugs you know sure. it's a lot of people stoned <clears throat> and we saw quite a few people who were naked with like the sock on their wiener oh okay you know so a lot of butts and stuff <laughs> red hot chili pepper style yeah exactly i think that that's different though i don't really count you know like something where you're in a in a venue that apparently it's more or less accepted to be naked mm -hmm. um i mean that'd be like saying i went to a strip club and i saw a naked oh, person yeah, there yeah, yeah. boobies everywhere yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> But I think, though, that the first story you, you recounted yeah. is definitely in that wheelhouse yes. of, like, a completely inappropriate circumstance to see a naked individual. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Ski? Have you ever seen a naked person? I don't think I have. Yeah, I, I can't, can't recall any circumstance. I just haven't lived the life that you have, Brent. <laughs> it's just, you know, right place, right time. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to watch it unfold. Exactly. I'm an impressive man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's impressive or not. You know, we were talking... You know, at most, you know, a nine-inch wiener, you know, <laughs> atop an 80-foot building. <laughs> one of those things. That <laughs> the grandiosity is lost. Right. <laughs> Plus, I was across the street. Mm. So, there was a good hundred you know, feet between us. Well, that's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't need him throwing palmetto berries at me. Right. <laughs> business casual all stained. Uh, you kept his business casual. <laughs> exactly. Um, so let's go back to our recap. Uh, the Goldens receive a postcard from Sophia uh, saying she's having a wonderful time and missing them. Uh, we cut to Sophia playing five-card poker with the other nuns and taking them for all their money. Reverend Mother shows up and tells Sophia, the, and Sophia tells the other nuns to clear out. It's the man. Mm -hmm. And that was my second favorite line of the night. Apparently, she suggested they do a calendar loaded with beefcake monks. Yeah. Uh, so Rose isn't the only amateur pornography in the Goldens this episode. <laughs> uh, the other Goldens show up to visit uh, Sophia, and she's genuinely happy to see them. Uh, Blanche said that she's unable to refund her cleaning deposit, but knowing Blanche, that money is spent long ago, and she doesn't even have it to give back. Uh, the Reverend Mother asks uh, to speak with Dorothy alone, and she informs her that Sophia got to go. Dorothy, Dorothy says that uh, she'll be the one who tells her. The Reverend Mother says to also tell her that she's not getting her security deposit back, uh, knowing God that money was spent long ago, and he probably doesn't even have to give back. Right. Uh, Dorothy <laughs> goes to Sophia's not-too-messy room and breaks the news to her. Sophia accepts the fact that she can do more good on her own than within the confines of the nunnery. 
Yeah, like does Sophia take dumps in the corners of the room or what? <laughs> yeah. like, because like her she room... poops in the linen closet on her. Yeah, those walls. Were, yeah. those walls were white before. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that room definitely did not appear yeah. to be uh, appear to be. Yeah, it was very minimalistic anyway. When like <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot that you could really ruin except for. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was a cu- couple good sight gags. Or there was one particular good sight gag there where. In the room, she has a picture. I don't know who's young Was it young Tom man. Cruise? I don't think so, but I could be wrong. It looked like Tom Cruise from, uh, uh, oh, crap. Days of, Days of Thunder. Oh, Days of Thunder. It's possible. Uh, but yeah, she had a picture of an, of an attractive man on the wall, and then she, when the nun, when her you know, mother superior is about to come in, she then turns that over, and it has a picture of the Pope on it instead, mm-hmm. which I thought that was a funny little sight gag. Now, I don't remember if they say, like... So Sophia sends them a postcard, right? Mm-hmm. The girls all act like she'd been gone for a while. Yeah. Does it ever say how long she'd been gone? I don't think ten so. Ten days. Yeah, ten days. Oh, uh, okay. Well, there is a, a joke there where somebody says that they've been uh, celibate for ten days, or mm-hmm. that she's ten days celibate. Oh, yeah. And she says, yeah Sophia same. says that, and, and... Yeah, I think Dorothy says, same here. Me here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple me thumbs here. up. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, and then she says, you know, they've watched, you know, it's the greatest story ten nights in a row. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> And then there was another part where she says, uh, Dorothy, I remember you fondly. Same goes for Blanche and Rita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was a funny little bit. Oh, uh, my favorite line from the episode, I think, was uh, the Mother Superior uh, sits down with Dorothy and says, I bet you love your mother a lot. And Dorothy says, that depends. What did she do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's before she kind of laid on her that they're wanting her out. Right. Yeah, I think that about covers, though, what I had for those scenes. Do we get another Florida Man? One we more? We do. Part nice. three. Um, so we got Florida Man driving recklessly tells cops he, quote, needed to get home in a hurry because he was cheating on his wife. Ah. <laughs> well, he's got priorities. I mean, yeah. he's got to mm-hmm. be honest. Exactly. With one group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Florida driver John Pickery was arrested uh, November 10th after telling police he was speeding home because he'd been cheating on his wife. Uh, Pickard was pulled over after the police in Tarpon Springs, which I've been to. It's lovely. Ah. Uh, Spartan has alleged, uh, allegedly driving a Honda Accord over 90 miles per hour in a 55-mile-per-hour zone. Hmm. He did not appear to be under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Um, he did, however, allegedly tell officers he needed to get home in a hurry because he was cheating on his wife. Hmm. He probably thought, <clears throat> like, oh, if I, I mean, whether yeah. that was true or not, he probably thought, oh, if I say this, they're going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, I get it, you know. Yeah, boys will be boys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was the 90s. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, well, this wasn't November 10th, 1990. Oh, sorry. What what year was this one? Uh, I don't know. Just, just in a November 10th? Yeah. yeah. So it could have been 1990. You don't know. It could have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a one in 2022 chance. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think there's a lot smaller chance than that. <laughs> I would say that at most, there's like a one in. 50 chance. <laughs> when did driving start becoming a thing? <laughs> so the very when least we can eliminate all the years prior to that. We could probably limit it down to uh, the year the Accord was... Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, when did the Honda Accord come out? Finally, we got... Uh, drunk Florida man tries to use Taco as ID after his car catches <laughs> after his car catches fire at Taco Bell. Okay, maybe it was a bribe. <laughs> so, um, Kyle Munzenreader, okay. okay, 
writing for the New York Miami New Times, wrote this article. Now, normally I don't include the byline, but Kyle likes the attention. (laughs) (laughs) Real attention whore. Exactly. (laughs) So I'm going to read you the opening line here. This is the legit, like the opening paragraph to Kyle's article. Okay. Tacos are not recognized as legal forms identification in the state of Florida. Parenthesis, insert bad joke about immigration laws here. End of parenthesis. Ah. Matthew Faulkner found out the hard way after he passed out drunk in the drive-thru of a Jensen Beach Taco Bell and his car caught fire. Parenthesis, insert bad joke about Taco Bell's fire sauce or volcano taco here. End of parenthesis. So, uh, so the incident occurred um, according to... Blog off the beat. Faulkner 30 had apparently decided to make a run for a fourth meal after downing some beers, and he somehow made it all the way to the fast food joint in his Chevy pickup. He placed his order and received his taco before falling asleep. Uh, taco Bell manager had to call the police because Faulkner was out cold in the parking lot window and holding up customers behind him. Clearly, this was not a victimless crime, and our hearts go out to the hungry folks who had to wait so long for their late-night munchies. <laughs> um, Kyle laying it on thick. A uh, deputy awoke Faulkner and asked for his ID. Faulkner said no before reaching into his bag and presenting the officer with a taco. Hmm. Another deputy clarified they were asking for an ID, not a taco. Faulkner chuckled and then began eating the taco. <laughs> <laughs> then Good deputy, thing it wasn't his ID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then deputies noticed Faulkner had fallen asleep with his foot on the accelerator while his truck was in park. The engine had caught fire, <laughs> and fire extinguishers, <laughs> extinguishers were used to put out. Uh, Faulkner's blood alcohol content was between uh, 0.227 and 0.225. Wow. Uh, That's three times the legal limit. Uh, He was hauled off to jail on DUI charges. No word on the fate of the taco. (laughs) Well, he ate it. Good job, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) See, I think that 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 article's a lie, though. Because I don't think that he was necessarily trying to present it as a form of ID. You think he was just offering it up? Yeah, as a I think bribe? so. Yeah, because he he said it yeah, said right you there. Know, that, officer, I, uh, let's just call this a night. Yeah, I mean, because they say they asked for his ID. He said no, and then he offered him a taco. It didn't say that he mm-hmm. asked for his ID and then he offered the taco immediately. It's a, it's a counter offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, I can't offer you that, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll raise chal- you. <laughs> take a chalupa. <laughs> Do you think there's ever been a cop that's let someone go because they gave him a taco? <laughs> <laughs> well, that oh, depends yeah. on definition of a taco and he or she. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sure that's happened multiple times. You and I are on the same wavelength tonight. You're <laughs> the odd man out. <laughs> Well, I'm not on not on the same wavelength with that joke. <laughs> you didn't acknowledge it when I I was on the first joke, I'm oh. sure, but on this one, and I was on the same wavelength that I understood it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I wasn't on the same wavelength in my appreciation for it, so fair enough on that. Right. So anyways, we cut to the Goldens living room. Sophia and Dorothy are on the couch and enjoying one another's company. Mm-hmm. Rose comes running through with a camera. She's chased by Arthur, and as she tends to do, Blanche is bringing up the rear. <laughs> in the a, in a nurse outfit, right? Yes, yes. I did like that they closed out the B story. Like, that was nice. It looked like the B story wouldn't get a proper closing, yeah. um, but they definitely... The very end, yeah. Yeah. I don't looks know if it was like, on the Looks like Rose will be... Uh, Winning that lawsuit after all. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, well, we did have uh, four guest actors, I believe, in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, Kathleen uh, Freeman. Yeah. She played Mother Superior. Yeah. A lot of titles, 331 titles. A lot of nuns. What's that? We had a lot of nuns. Mm-hmm. 
this was her only Golden Girls. Uh, but yeah, she was in quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of things. She was in five episodes of Married with Children as Peggy's mom. No. Uh, she was in Hokey Pocus, Hokey Pocus, <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Uh, she was in uh, Gremlins Two as the uh, microwave Marge, mm-hmm. and she was in she was Rosetta Stone in Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you, did you have a number of how many nuns she played? Uh, Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven nuns. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Um, she definitely was typecast. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what did she do in Hocus Pocus? Did it say? I mean, it says she played Miss Olson uh, or Miss Olin, perhaps. Uh, I imagine one of the teachers that was at the school would be my guess. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Then we had uh, Bob Wilson. He played Arthur Nivenston. 142 titles for him. Um, this is only Golden Girls. Bob or Paul? What's that? It's uh, Did I say Bob? Yeah. Okay, well, Paul and the character I know him most, most as is one of the Bobs, Bob mm-hmm. Porter from uh, yeah. Office Space. Yeah. I know it was Paul from Cheers. Oh, okay. That's right. Yep, you're <laughs> correct. Um, 50 or Let's see how many was it. 55 episodes of Cheers is that character. Mm-hmm. He was another person who was in a Star Trek, uh, an iteration. He was in Star Trek Voyager for mm-hmm. one episode. Another ski favorite of Low Car. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a, some Malcolm in the Middle I, I like High Car better. Yeah, oh. yeah. He was like their neighbor. Oh, was he? Yeah. Um, he always complained about their yard or whatever. Then we, he was also in a 47 episodes of the Gary Shandling Show. Um, and he did get one episode in The Simpsons as the forest. Oh, nice. We um started watching Sprung. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, Tim Stack's a producer on there, and he showed up as a newscaster. Oh really? Yeah. Was he newscaster? TV's Tim, Stack? Tim Stack. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, he was just. Yeah, he was a different character. And not TV's Tim Stack. Yeah. Well, it's a shame. <laughs> I wish that he would carry that through in all of it. Well, uh, when did that come out? Do you know offhand? Uh, three weeks ago. Oh okay. Well, so yeah, then he definitely could have still continued to carry that through mm. into that one, but oh well, uh, lost opportunity, I guess. Mm. So then our next guest actor in that one was uh, Layla Ivy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played uh, Sister Claire. Mm-hmm. 40 titles to her name. This was her only Golden Girls. She's the one that did the ink blob test? Uh, y- yeah, yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She played a couple nuns, too. Did she? Mm-hmm. There was a funny part with her uh, about the thing. I can't remember the actor oh. they said. At the, yeah, John, the, John the last. Forsyth. Yeah, that's it. At the I, last one. He was in uh, Dynasty, right? Yeah, and he was a uh, voice of Charlie in Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Hey, yeah, Angels. She yeah. was like trying to pull at her her collar, but she couldn't quite get, get up get to her collar. The collar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's... But she was also in uh, Adam's Family, Alf, and Big. For someone that was only in 40 titles, she had a, a few relatively yeah. big ones. Uh-huh. And then uh, Lynn Marie Stewart, she played uh, Sister Anne. Mm-hmm. 157 titles for her. This was her only Golden Girls also. Um, she was in 15 episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Is that a show you've ever watched, Frank? Yeah. It, it's a solid show. I think you would, would maybe enjoy it, but maybe the humor would be a little too off-kilter for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It's definitely raunchy, but it's it's a funny raunchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was also played Aunt Harriet in the two recent uh, Batman animated mm-hmm. movies. She did. Uh, she was uh, Charlie's mom, by the way, on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. 30 episodes of Nightstand, and she was uh, Miss Yvonne on Pee-wee's Playhouse mm-hmm. and multiple iterations of that. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, well, Ski, who is your MVP for this episode? Give it to Sophia. Yeah. Sister Sophia. It's a solid choice. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. she was the star of the A story, mm-hmm. um, and she gave, I think, probably the best lines as well. But mm-hmm. how about you, Brunt? Agreed, Sophia. Um, she was the star. And again, it just <coughs> between like her, you know, the Inkblots being a singing group, and, you mm-hmm. know, it's like clear out. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just love both of those. So. She gets it. I totally agree. Yeah, uh, three, three for three for Sophia on this one. Um, I would think that was. A, 
I felt like this was a pretty easy one to pick the MVP yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And there then, wasn't a whole lot going on in this episode. It wasn't super jam-packed with action or anything. No, but it was a solid episode. Yeah, um, how many slices did it get for you, Ski? I thought it was pretty average. I gave it a four. Oh, really? You gave that last one like a six and a half. Yeah. I thought this was easily better than that, but... Yeah, I was giving it a seven. I gave it a six. Um, I wow. Mean, I feel bad for... Well, man, I feel bad. You gave it the score that you felt. That's yeah. why it's scientific. <laughs> it'll all average out right so um, but yeah i thought it was a solid episode i mean i didn't quite put it in the upper echelon like you did but but mm-hmm. i thought it was good um i thought it was bet I, I definitely felt like it was above average so and i do uh, i i'm glad that we got to see a third golden in a nun outfit yeah so there now, you go. now we just need dorothy and then we'll complete mm-hmm. the set yeah, I don't think we get to see Dorothy in one. I don't think so. Either. You know, let me give that a four point five for the, oh. for the nun outfit. Oh, okay. When I did the post about who wore it better, mm. like I couldn't find one with Dorothy. Mm. That's a shame. Uh, you never know. Maybe there's some uh, picture out there of B. Arthur. In yeah, a nun maybe, maybe when maybe she was in Maud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back before I went on strike um, <laughs> for the uh, Instagram, uh-huh. I um. Started putting together a uh, mock Playboy cover, <laughs> and I got like a sexy like picture of B. Arthur, uh-huh. you know, because it was going to be like a, a substitute teachers of Miami County, uh-huh. like that was for, <laughs> they mentioned that, and I was like, oh, that'd be a funny post for that thing. And I started mocking up the Playboy cover and everything. <laughs> so, is there any particular reason you went on strike? <laughs> I, have to, I don't have enough time. It's oh, like okay. I could either do recaps or I could do the social media. I, oh. <laughs> I don't got time for both. Fair <laughs> you know, enough. So, it's like, I'll get it time again eventually, and I'll okay. pick it back up. But they're like, oh, some people think that, you know, the content guy quit or got fired. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fine way to go out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the only way you're going to quit or uh, fired, or the only way that you're going to be allowed to quit or get fired is going to be if one of the two of us dies. <laughs> what if I hit the lottery? Can I hire somebody to replace me? No. No, because then you're going to have all the fucking time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be doing every recap and our social media. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I guess we we can determine how much you would do. I would say that if it depends on the kind of lottery you hit, too. Uh-huh. If you hit just like the Hoosier Millionaire and you had a million dollars where you're like, yeah, I, I can live modestly, um, <laughs> then that'd be one thing. But if you hit the Powerball, then I would expect you to also pay for the editing and everything else yeah. that we do. <laughs> so... But until that day comes, you can definitely count on hearing Brent's dulcet tones mm-hmm. on every episode of Sophia's <laughs> Choice. <laughs> if my Ocean's Eleven caper takes right. off. <laughs> I can't really imagine you being part of a caper. <laughs> about a heist? Uh, no, not really. Um, I don't know. I just you didn't think I'd be a junior flim flam man. <laughs> I, I think that I could imagine you being a con man, I guess. Because <laughs> you are pretty intelligent. Uh, but... At the same time, I, I think you're too intelligent to put yourself in harm's way. <laughs> so, so I just can't imagine you being well. And I don't... you'd be the guy who was playing it from outside but had no actual ties <laughs> right. that are provable. That'd be too. I'd like do my con and drop my shtick, and they'd be like, "You get it? Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see what I'm doing here? Because <laughs> you'd want the acknowledgement. It's like that'd be more important to you than the payoffs." <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, see, that's what I do. Is I can't imagine you in such a financial strait that you'd be like, it's worth it to, you know. <laughs> risk, risk versus reward. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think you're not a man of lavish, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like taste or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So I can't imagine that even if you became super rich that you would suddenly be driving around in a 
for Ferrari or you know eating caviar yeah. and you know uh, condor eggs and shit yeah. like that. So, I did tell Helena that like if we became like crazy rich or whatever, I'm getting myself a Batmobile '66. Okay, well that's fair. <laughs> just yeah, driving it around. Just, <laughs> you know, there's a place that sells those, right? Yeah, up in Logansport. Yeah. Yeah, and you wouldn't even have to work. Like it would be nice. I've always thought this that for me to ever have a car uh, that was crazy expensive it could be mm-hmm. something like that or, or just you know a, a typical i mean i say typical but like a ferrari or, or something mm-hmm. like that that was like a two hundred thousand dollar plus car yeah. i would need to be have so much money that i did not give any shits about what happened to yeah. it not that i would like intentionally yeah. damage it but i would never want to have something where i had to be really worried if somebody spilled something on it yeah. or you know whatever like i wouldn't like I wouldn't get a fancy car, you know, unless it was the Batmobile. Right. You know, that, like that is the only fancy car that I would drive. You know, that would that just, be your daily driver? Or? Yeah, it's puttering down sixty five <laughs> Batmobile, going to Sam's Club. Do they have? Because those were open air, right? Correct, like the yeah. top was yeah, like yeah, just yeah. Above. So I guess you can't drive it in the rain mm. or rainy days. Maybe they've got a hard top version. <laughs> Maybe something that you can put in, like a yeah, removable hardtop. Rain fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I get a guy in a penguin costume with an umbrella. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. I like the idea of like you're interviewing people or like having auditions. Like that guy's not fat enough. That guy's too fat. Ah, here's our man right exactly. here. Exactly. Oh, wait, his nose isn't pointy enough. <laughs> I, do your burgers, Meredith? <laughs> Ooh, so close. <laughs> like, no, I'm not looking for a, uh, uh, what's his Danny name? Danny DeVito. Exactly. <laughs> no Danny DeVito, no Colin Farrell. Or uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I have a period specific. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would you make it more of the costume and all that? Yeah, of course you would. You did all the other stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Uh-huh. If you're if you're if, if you're <laughs> auditioning, what's that's the point? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotta go all the way. I'm looking to drive down the road with just a fat guy. I know who to call. <laughs> <laughs> that's the meanest thing you've ever said on this podcast. Nobody <laughs> said it was directed at you. <laughs> Well, oh, you yeah. just said it there. He just, he just, he just was trying to my, it was over this way. Was, <laughs> no, I wasn't directed towards either of you. Uh, directed towards either anybody at this. I don't consider either of you fat. Well, then who's, who would you call? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the fat guy that you're referencing? <laughs> he knows who he is. Yeah. He's going to pick me. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <Bad bastard. laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that we've uh, put in our, our time for this. We're not quite in an hour, but we're close enough. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, what was your new praise last week, Brent? <laughs> if Golden make Coco stay. <laughs> well, I'm not going with that. I'm just going to go with the classic. <laughs> <laughs> Stay golden, Coco. <laughs> Adios. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.